Well, you ready for the word tonight? Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you, God, for your heart. I thank you for this people, God, the hunger that they maintain as it relates to the word and revelation and truth. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just surrender our hearts to you right now, and we incline our ear to your wisdom. So, Holy Spirit, speak. We thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, you can be seated. Thank you, guys. Let's give a hand to the band. Thank you, fellas. You guys sounded really good today. All right, well, we're going to get into this. I uh, want to just, again, thank everybody for coming out. Um, as you know, during this pandemic, uh, some people still don't feel safe coming back, which is fine. They're viewing with us online right now. Uh, but it sure does feel good to be able to preach and actually see people. Y'all, you, you, now you know Pastor Gail, I love to, to at least get some type of uh, amen or something. Or I mean, all I had was my dog and, uh, you know, my kids running around and Chantel and Dorian came over and uh, would help every week. But it feels good to be preaching in front of people. Can you just give me an amen for a second? Oh, my Lord. And it feels good. Amen. Well, grab your Bible. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to start in verse 31. I want to preach about the process of waiting tonight. Uh, it's been on my heart for a few days, and I want to talk to some people who are in the middle of waiting on God to do something in your life. And how many knows that it can be extremely frustrating to wait, period, I don't know if you're like me or not. I'm just really not good with waiting at all. I'll tell you right now, it is a deficiency. Uh, it is a it is a problem for me. My father had a hard time waiting. I have a hard time waiting. Uh, I don't like waiting. Uh, and one thing that waiting does, it exposes our level of trust. Let me say it again. It exposes our level of trust. If there is an area in your life that you lack as it relates to trust, it is going to manifest the moment that you start waiting on the thing that you are waiting for. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? It's going to come to the surface. It's going to come to the forefront. Waiting begins to do something in us. See, this is the thing. When we are in a season of waiting, it's actually a season that God is actually working on things in our hearts. And uh, it doesn't feel good. Nobody likes to wait because we want what we want and we want it now. But thank God that he is not persuaded by our wants. Come on, somebody. Thank God that he's got enough to not just go ahead and give you everything you ask for. Thank God that he is mature enough to be able to say no to his children when we're asking for things that would actually hinder us from becoming what God has called us to be. Amen, somebody. Every good parent has no in their vocabulary. I need you to hear that I preached before. No is a complete sentence. If you're going to parent right, you're going to have to understand that there are some things, that some wishes, some requests that you are not going to be able to say yes to. Amen, somebody. And, and it, it's, it's, it's extremely important to understand that when God has got us in a season that we are waiting on a thing to take place or something to manifest, that he is working on us individually so that we can become the product that he knows that we can become. There is a destiny that we are all meant to walk in. And if you do not do your waiting right, are you hearing me? You are only going to become... In seasons of waiting. And here's the, here's the real kicker about waiting. 
95% of your life is spent in waiting. You only get about 5% of arrivals. Because every time God finally manifests that thing for you, it ushers you into another season of waiting for something else. You would think we'd get good at it, but we just don't. You would think that we would actually get comfortable with waiting since we are doing most of our life from a position of waiting. But we don't. We're terrible at it. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter how frustrated you get. You're still going to wait. Your frustration and pouting and all the things that we do to try to get God to manipulate him so that he can hurry it up. None of it works. He's not emotional like we are. You can cry and complain and but God and I can't believe I'm still in this and blah, 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 blah. None of it's going to work. God is going to keep you right where you are until you learn the lessons that you're meant to learn. Because he's a good, good father. Come on now. That's why, because he's a good, good father. That's what he does. He's so good, but he says not yet to us. No, you're not ready. Just lift your hand and say, Lord, teach me to wait. Mm-hmm. I felt that thing. Come on, lift up that other hand and say, Lord, teach me to wait right. Come on, I, I felt that thing. Lord, teach me to wait right. Amen. I want you to write this down. Because I put a couple things down I want you to write down if you're taking notes. The opposite of talking isn't listening. The opposite of talking is waiting. Oh, boy. The opposite of talking is not listening. It's waiting. (laughs) Write it down. I want you to remember that. The opposite of talking is not listening. It's waiting. Learning to wait. You will only become... As mature as you learn to wait. Oh man, y'all ready tonight? Here's the other thing. Some of y'all think you're waiting. You're not waiting. You're wasting. Waiting doesn't start until seed is planted. Every farmer knows that. Waiting doesn't start until there's seed planted. If you planted no seed, you're not waiting on nothing. If, you can, if you're not expecting something, you're not waiting, you're wasting. Are you hearing me? Some of y'all just ain't got nothing to do. That don't mean you're waiting. <laughs> I'm trying. There's a difference between just having nothing to do and then somebody who's actually in a season of waiting. In order to actually be waiting, you have to be expecting. When a woman is pregnant, we say she is expecting. She's waiting. Why? Because something happened in the dark. And now fruit is growing. And it's coming a time to where she is going to deliver that baby. She is expecting. She's waiting. Never get confused. In order to be in a true season of waiting, you have to have seed planted in the ground. I'm asking you tonight, while you're getting frustrated with God, have you put seed in the ground? While you're steady getting mad and talking to God and, and going off on God and I'm offended with God and he don't care and all this other stuff that we're, we, we say all the time in our, in our vent sessions that we call prayer. Um, come on, somebody. 
have you put seed in the ground? Because, because it ain't God that's withholding. Have you put any seed in the ground? It's not waiting until there's something that you've done on your end that creates an expectancy. Amen. Everybody say that waiting happens when seed is planted. If we're not expecting, we're not waiting. It's that simple. Anybody, it's, it's okay to be frustrated while waiting, but you should know what you're waiting for. If you don't know what you're waiting for, you're not waiting. Are you hearing me? If you don't know what you're waiting on, you're not waiting. I know that some of us was waiting on that little $1,400 to hit that. Come on, somebody. You was waiting. I mean, checking the bank account all the time. You ain't ever checked it that much. Is it, is it there yet? Is it there yet? My, I, I'm going to tell you, my brother called me and said, oh, it's, it's, I said, did you get it? He said, uh, no, it's, it's, it says it's, it's posted, but it ain't going to be available. But I said, Dave, you, man, just call me when it actually is in your hand. He said, yeah, but it's, it's there. I said, can you get it out? No, it's not there yet. <laughs> You're waiting. You're expecting, right? Waiting is probably the most frustrating thing that we do as believers, but it's also the most rewarding if we do it right. It's the most frustrating thing that we do as believers, but it's also, if done right, the most rewarding. Waiting exposes every side of us that does not trust God. When your agenda is removed, patience is all that's left. (laughs) When our agenda is removed, patience is all that's left. You're actually patient if you remove your agenda. The reason you're impatient is because you have a desire about your life that is actually conflicting with God's desire for your life. (laughs) Remove your agenda and you'll find yourself... Waiting better. Man, this okay tonight? Isaiah 40, let's, let's get into this. I'm not going to be long, and I'm just trying to get this word to you tonight. Watch this, Isaiah 40, 31. Let's read, Pastor Tim. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. Jeez. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Did y'all catch it? Let's read that one more time. But they that wait on the Lord shall what? They renew their strength. They renew their strength as proof you're waiting right. (laughs) Strength is proof you're waiting right. If you're weary, you're not waiting right. (laughs) It's proof you're waiting right. If if you're waiting right, you're not going to be walking around like, oh, me. Now, when you're waiting right, you're strong. You're, 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 look at what it says here. They'll run and not get tired. Why would you stop then if you never get tired? The only reason I stop running is because I get tired. The, you, you can be extremely active while waiting if you do it right. You can get a whole lot of things done while waiting. Why? Because you're stronger if you're doing it right. 
If you find yourself getting weary in waiting, it's because you're probably trying to hold on to something that God never actually wanted for your life. And maybe the goal of this season is to get you to rid yourself of unnecessary weight. Because he, after all, never puts more on us than we can bear. Maybe God is trying to rid, you know, we're we're springtime. It's spring now. Soon you're going to start to see the trees budding, you know, and, and, and new life and all this stuff. You know why it's so beautiful to see it? Because it's new life coming into purpose. This is the beauty of spring. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful that the trees are disciplined enough to know when to starve the last harvest. Because if you don't learn to starve the last harvest, you're never going to have nothing new in springtime. Are you hearing me? We call it the season of fall, but it's somewhere around the summer when the feed, when the trees quit feeding the leaves. And then they end up dying and then they end up falling. Come on now. If you never go through a season to where you're starving one resource, you're never going to know what it's like to get a new resource. So, 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 so I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> strength is proof that I'm waiting right. It's possible to wait on God to do something and still be full of strength. Jesus don't even like when we fast the wrong way. He don't like people walking around like, oh, I'm so hungry, but I'm doing it in his name. <laughs> he said, when you're fasting, he said, listen, take a shower. That's what he says. Take a shower. Don't look like you're fasting. And certainly don't walk around advertising it. Some of y'all like to be super deep. You, you actually go, you actually go to dinner with us, but then say I'm fasting. Talking about, oh, I can't order today. Why are you here? Because I'm sure about to tear these wings up right in the middle of your fast. And lick my lips and everything. I, I, I have no shame. You do not want to fast around me. <laughs> My God. Come on now. Some people like to look spiritual. Talking about I'm fat. You, you, ever, you ever meet that person? They, they like to look like they, they, they like to advertise their spiritual disciplines. They sacrifice the reward of heaven for the reward of people. You said, when you do this, don't don't advertise it. Don't advertise it, right? Everybody say, strength is proof. I'm waiting right. My God. Let's go to James chapter 5 real quick when we read 7 and 8. Is this okay tonight? Mm. Let's read. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil. I love how scripture actually speaks to us. He didn't say have patience. He said be patient. (laughs) The character of God becomes us. It's not a tool bag we use. It's actually an identity we put on. (laughs) He didn't say have patience. He said be patient. Become it. Be love. Easier for God to use you when you become it. 
Let's read. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Mm -hmm. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and late rains. Did you you hear that? The farmer does what? He waits. Patiently waits for the fruit of the earth. The farmer is something Jesus actually refers to all throughout the Gospels several different times. Because the process that the farmer goes through is many times likened to that of the kingdom. You can learn a lot about God and the way he does things through just looking at the simple side of nature. And the farmer plants the seed and he sees the the tree and begins to grow the fruit. And this is the thing about the, the, the farmer. The farmer knows that just because the fruit is there doesn't mean it's, a, it, it's available to eat yet. Sometimes God will show you a thing just to build your hope. It's not yet to satisfy your hunger. Sometimes God will give you a glimpse of what he's about to do in your life. But it's not meant to you partake it. Just because it's available doesn't mean it's ripe. The farmer knows that this thing is not yet ready to be a part. <laughs> the way that you're intended it to be a part. Some things God is saying, listen, right now you're in a season where that thing just needs to stay on the vine a little bit longer. Just keep it right there. Don't touch it. I'll let you see it. You can look at it. You can build hope around it. You can see what I'm doing in your life. Come on, somebody. I'm giving you a glimpse of it. I'm giving you vision. I'm doing all these things. I'm letting you, I'm, I'm letting you, I'm letting you, you, you I'm, I'm giving you dreams. I'm reminding you of what I'm doing in your life, but you're still in a waiting season. Just because it's available doesn't mean it's ready. Just because it's available does not mean it's ready. You're still in waiting right now because here's the other thing the farmer knows. If you eat it before it's ripe. That which can satisfy your hunger can also be a death sentence. If you eat it before, you know what ripe really means? The definition of ripe just means fully matured. He's saying stay on the vine until I fully mature you. Don't get out ahead of yourself. The enemy, the enemy's tricky, y'all. One thing he'll do, if he can't get you with the silly stuff, he'll promote you before you're ready. And because some of us want to get in ministry just to satisfy our insecurities... We jump all over the opportunity. Sometimes the enemy will open up a door that appears to be a God door, and he'll get you there before you're ready. And God said, no, 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 stay on the vine. Stay on the vine. Stay on the vine. You're not ready yet. I got you in waiting. My will right now is waiting for you. It's waiting. It's waiting. It's waiting. I'm trying to teach this thing tonight. Let's come on. Say, stay on the vine. Woo. Man, my God, unripe fruit can cause death. You gotta learn to stay where God is telling you to stay and not get ahead of yourself. Learn to wait. Learn to wait. Wait, 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 wait. My God, it's not that miserable if you know that waiting is a part. Of the process that God uses to mature us. Once you realize that there's beauty in waiting and strength in waiting, it becomes more bearable. I'm never going to say it's easy. 
Because it's not. The older I get, the more I'm valuing the little things. Because it's amazing to me. Have you ever got something that you've waited for a long time, and when you got it, it wasn't as satisfying as you thought it would be? Come on now. I mean, you waited and, and waited and waited and waited and waited, saved up your money and did everything you could do. And I mean, you had plans and, and you, you all this stuff that you just, you know, in your waiting season, you was just contemplating. And then finally, when you got that thing, the arrival, the arrival, actually the anticipation outweighed the arrival. If we could, since we live most of our life in waiting, why don't we just... Allow God to do what he wants to do. He gives us peace that passes understanding. Have you ever encountered peace and you don't know why? That's peace that surpasses understanding. If the only peace that you have in your life is because you can understand, if all of your peace is tied to understanding, you're living an inferior Christian life. Come on, somebody. If all of the peace that you have is tied to what you understand, you're living an inferior Christian life. Because then what happens is when God puts you in a season that you don't understand, you lose your peace. Man, isn't God good? Here's what I want to leave with you tonight. I, I, I told you I wouldn't be long. I just wanted to get this to you. Let God do what he's trying to do. And don't get frustrated. Let waiting do what it's meant to do. Waiting is an assignment. It's not a punishment. Waiting is an assignment. It's not a punishment. Come on, somebody. God is not, God is not punitive in nature. That's not what he does. Don't ever, ever, ever confuse pruning for punishment. God is not punishing you. He's pruning you. Come on, somebody. God doesn't have an anger problem that he takes out on his kids. Come on, somebody. I mean, he's telling me to control my anger, but he can't control his. That's not God. That's not dad. That's not father. That's not Abba. He's pruning us. He's got us in a season where we're waiting. Let God do what he's meant to do. It will expose every agenda in your life that is not lining up to his will for your life. Oh, God, when is it going to happen? Wait. You single ladies, I want a husband so bad. Wait right. Wait right. God could be saving you from a disaster. Are you hearing me? You don't wait right, you're going to get married and you're going to have a Kirk section. Uh, Kirk Franklin. Uh, I'm, I'm just messing. It's true. Family, you know, the church was mad about that. How many heard the Kirk Franklin stuff? Everybody called me. What do you think? I said, he was mad. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. I've said way worse. You said way worse. I'm not justifying that, that we should talk that way, but family can get under your skin, y'all. Like like nobody else. I mean, shoot, me and my brother would go out in the yard and, 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 and 
and scrap. Cussing, cussing was the least of it. Man, he messed up. He apologized. I didn't even think he owed us an apology. To be honest with you, I don't even think he owed us an apology. I, I actually, I felt bad that he's under that type of pressure to where he felt like he needed to do that. And I felt even worse that his son put him in that predicament. So, yeah, again, we're not justifying the, what he said. But he's a human being, y'all. So, you know, I, I, you know what I did after I got... I, I, <laughs> I just went back and listened. You look so much better when you smile. I, I, just, I just got all of a sudden. I was rocking Kirk all day. Because I recognized real in him. I just recognized real in the man. And uh, I believe he's trying to get it right, like you said. Right? So, if we don't learn to wait properly, the way that we're meant to wait, you're going to end up getting out ahead of yourself and you're going to get attached to something that is not ripe. It's not mature. It's not ready. And it can be more devastating than you could ever imagine if you keep getting out of the rhythm that God is trying to promote you in. There is a rhythm of grace. And you're going to have to take the steps he's asking you to take. You got to know the guy who's leading you does not just stand by your side. He's actually also living in your future. He knows what he wants to do in our lives. And if we get out ahead of him, we can take something that God has meant to be a blessing to our life. And it can be a devastating thing simply because we didn't allow it to mature. Can you stand with me tonight? Do you receive this word? Come on, just say, Lord, teach me to wait the right way. The right way. How do you know that you're waiting the right way? Strength. That's the byproduct of it. How do you know you're waiting the right way? Strength. It's the byproduct. Strength. Strength, strength, strength. You're waiting the right way because you're strong. Waiting does not have to be hell on earth. Amen. Father, I thank you for this word. Help us to be, Father, like the farmer that recognizes ripe from unripe. Help us to be patient, not just have patience, but rather become patient. Help us, Father. Help us to learn the value of waiting on you, knowing, knowing, knowing that you have a plan for our life. Everything that they're going through, every season, every door that has been closed, Father, let them know it's all a part of your will. There's nothing that can stop a believer from becoming what God has called them to be as long as they wait the right way. I thank you, Father, right now for every relationship that you shut down because it had nothing to do with our purpose. I thank you for every no that you said and spoke. I thank you for not always saying yes. I thank you for being a true father, a good father. Thank you for shepherding us. 
Father, right now, I'm just asking that you give strength to that person tonight that is in a season of waiting and they're frustrated right now. Let them leave this place with courage. Let them leave this place with hope. Let them leave this place with a knowing that you are with them, even in this season. Help them, Father, to understand what Scripture says, that we will renew our strength, that we will renew our strength as we wait on you. Let them feel that strength. Let them feel heaven's assistance right now in their life. Let them leave, Father, with the knowing that you are with them tonight. In Jesus' name, teach us to wait the right way. We want to be mature, Father. We want your timing in all things. Expose every side of our heart that does not look like you. Expose it, God. Expose it so that you can heal it. Father, we truly do not just sing songs about surrendering. Help us to become the song of surrender. Help us to not just sing songs with our lips. Our hearts doesn't mean. Help us to become songs of surrender. Let us demonstrate our commitment and our allegiance to you. By how we wait and how we trust in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. If you've received that word tonight, just give him a hand praise. Hallelujah. I want to let you guys know how much I appreciate and love you guys. And um, how many love VC? Love your church. Amen. I love you guys genuinely. I want to thank everybody for for coming tonight. And I I believe that this word was for somebody tonight. I believe that this was a word in season for somebody tonight. And I hope that you receive it. And uh, listen, if you only knew what God has in store for you, you would start waiting the right way. The only thing that's stopping you from becoming the, the best that you can be you ain't waiting right don't waste wait amen